You're listening to Surrounded by History, a podcast of the Blue Earth County Historical Society. Produced by Radio Mankato with your host, Historical Society Executive Director Jessica Potter. And now, Surrounded by History. Hello and welcome to Surrounded by History. I'm your host, Jessica Potter, with the Blue Earth County Historical Society. Joining me today is Jeff Lang with Radio Mankato. Every week, this program explores the history all around us, the history in plain sight. For the next few segments of Surrounded by History, we will dig into the history of the stories behind some of the prominent females in Blue Earth County's past. In honor of the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment to the United States Constitution, we are taking a moment to reflect on the women that made local history. Today, we hope you will enjoy being surrounded by the history of Blue Earth County women that made history in education. So this is where we start. We start with the story of Sarah Jane Hanna. Sarah Jane Hanna goes down in the local history books as being Mankato's first school teacher. She was born in Ohio in 1833 and was the daughter of James Hanna. Um, and the Hanna family and the Maxfield families are some of the very first families to come to Mankato when it was first founded. Um, being founded in 1852, they were here in 1853. So at this time, these two families are considered the first children to settle in Mankato. Very interesting. That's, that's fun. Yeah. So um, Mankato was only a year old at this time, um, just being founded in 1852. So there weren't any buildings, let alone any houses. Um, so unable to find a house that was big enough for this family, these two families, ultimately, um, James, Hannah, or Sarah's father bought a partially built warehouse and quickly turned it into a home. And then all the rest of the family eventually came. The men kind of went first to build the house and then all of the families came. So when these two families arrived in May of 1853, the population of Mankato essentially tripled. (laughs) Think about that. So Sarah Jane, her siblings, her cousins are all said to be the first children to live in Mankato. Growing up, dating wasn't easy then. (laughs) I don't imagine not. Um, So the Hannahs, um, this may sound a little familiar. The Hanners were deeply religious family. And on June 3rd, 1853, James Hanna and his daughter, Sarah Jane, led the first Sunday school, the first religious ceremony of its kind in Blue Earth County. So in the months and years to follow, the Hanna family continued their religious devotion and were instrumental in starting First Presbyterian Church in Mankato. So we talked about this in a previous podcast. Um, and so we've talked about the Hanna family already. They've mm-hmm. already go down in the record books for their religious connection, but they also end up coming in um, for being the first school as well. So the, while the Hanna and the Maxfield children may have been the first ones in town, New settlers quickly followed, and very soon it was discovered that a school was needed. So James built an addition onto that warehouse turned ho- turn home, <laughs> and it was here that their, his 19-year-old daughter, Sarah Jane, became the first school teacher in Mankato. 
While sources don't completely agree on the finer details, we know Sarah Jane began classes sometime in the late summer or early fall of 1853 and had anywhere from 18 to 24 students. She was paid by subscription. So what that means is the families paid for their children to attend school. This was often the case with those early schools because new communities didn't have taxes in place to pay teacher salaries. So Sarah Jane married John Marsh in 1859. So eventually there got to be more people in town for dating. (laughs) (laughs) Marsh and his brother opened the first general store in Mankato, coincidentally in the same building where Sarah Jane had first taught school. Um, He later shifted his attention to real estate and loans. And I must tell you that if you live in Mankato, especially in the older parts of of town, check your abstract because it probably has the name of John Marsh or his brother on it. There were lots of properties in Mankato that were part of the Marsh edition. I'm assuming that's where Marsh Street comes from? Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. And while we don't know exactly how many school terms Sarah Jane taught, we do know she was remembered as a leader in society. Her obituary, when she died in 1904, called her a bright, intelligent, and attractive girl with education far superior to that of most of the early settlers. So there you go. Miss Sarah Jane Hannah Marsh um, goes down in the record books as being the first school teacher in Mankato. So the next person I want to talk about, she is a remarkable lady. Um, All of these women that I have had the honor to talk about have been just remarkable. This one, her story is just, yeah, she's another one of those people that I would love the opportunity to have met. So now I have the opportunity to chat about um, Julia Sears. She becomes the first female president of MSU or Minnesota State University, Mankato, or at the time, it was called the Mankato Normal School. Back in 1872, Julia Sears became the first female president of a public co-educational school of higher education in the United States. What? What? Not just this is not just a Minnesota thing. The United no. States. That's yes. incredible. Yes. However, the position she held here at the Mankato Normal School has a bit of a roller coaster story to it. So during the 1860s, Minnesota was quick to join the teachers' college movement in the Midwest. Um, by 1869, there were three teachers' colleges. This this was another name for a normal school. So this, the teacher's college or normal school were designed to train new instructors, new teachers. Many women enrolled in these schools. They were eager to obtain careers in teaching, a profession increasingly considered to be appropriate for their gender. The Mankato Normal School was one of these schools opening in 1868. This is what we know today as Minnesota State University Mankato. In April of 1870, two years after it was open, school president George Gage offered his lifelong friend, Julia Sears, a teaching position at the new normal school in Mankato. She accepted the position and its $1,000 salary. That's a year. That's a year? That's a year. That's not a signing bonus. (laughs) Okay. All right. Julia was born in Massachusetts in 1839. She became a committed educator studying and teaching at normal schools in the New England states. In 1871, the 32-year-old Julia was hired to teach at the new Mankato Normal School. There she joined many other women, both students and faculty. Um, Julia was an exceptional and well-liked teacher. 
truly enjoyed the students that first year, and the students loved her. She was a mathematician. She actually attended um, MIT for mathematics. Wow. One local newspaper reported the friends of education throughout the state are to be congratulated in having so competent, enthusiastic, and ladylike a teacher as Miss Sears in this institution for the training of teachers. Okay, so 1870 is when she starts. By 1872, the new school, which is now only about four years old, is falling into debt. High salaries were seen as one of the primary reasons. Yeah, $1,000. Yeah, exactly. So Gage, he he moved on. He's the president or the principal, but he's the president of the college at the time. So he moves on and, and tries to find another position. So Julia was named the new president in his place. Her salary was $1,000 less than Gage's. And so this change was considered saving money for the school. The year um, of 1872 was very successful. Julia proved herself a most able teacher and principal slash president. Come spring of 1873, 33 new teachers graduated from the school. The other two state normal schools in St. Cloud and Winona had only graduated 11 combined. Oh, wow. So huge results were coming out of Mankato. Under her care, the school was running smoothly and making excellent advancement. A local newspaper wrote, we must score one for women. Sears ended her first term as principal president with a graduation speech aimed directly at her female pupils. You are stepping out into life at a time when you hear not the sound. Thus far in education, may you go and no farther. This place you may fill, but not that. But instead, universities and colleges open wide their doors and bid you enter, and any place you are fitted to fill is no longer denied you. I love that. That's a really good-sounding speech. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, it is. 1873. Think about what hasn't even happened yet in 1873. That's right. No right to vote or anything yet. No. So, But as you can imagine, (laughs) it's too good to be true. Change was on the horizon for Miss Julia Sears. The normal schools were at this time being controlled by a local committee, um, but By 1873, the State Board of Education decided to take away all local control from the schools, and they were just going to manage it at at a uh, state level. George Austin was a Mankato druggist, and he was appointed to the local local director of the um, on this board. After the close of the school term for 1873, Julia returned home to Massachusetts for the summer break. And while she was there, she heard from Austin, from George Austin, who wrote to her to tell her that he was probably going, that she was going to be replaced by a man. And what she considered the assistant principal position. She was confused why she was being given a demotion when the previous year had been such a success. But eventually she accepted the assistant position, having been told by Austin she would receive the same $1,500 salary as the year before. What she didn't know was Austin wasn't actually in a position to guarantee her salary because now the state board was taking over. The state board agreed her salary would instead be $1,200. 
Now she had a decision to make. So she wrote a letter to her good friend, George Gage, the guy from the very beginning. And the Gage Towers. And Gage Towers. And um, and said that she probably wouldn't be taking this offer. But unfortunately for Julia, Gage had been appointed the president of the state board. So using this private correspondence these lifelong friends were having with each other, Gage told Austin that Julia wasn't coming and to go ahead and put someone else in her place. Oh. Oof. This is no this remember. We don't we can't pick up the phone. Right. We can't send him a Facebook message. We can't send him a text message. Everything's going through a letter. Snail mail. And, yep. Okay, so back in Massachusetts, Julia reconsidered and she wrote to Austin and officially accepted his offer. So in the fall of 1873, Mankato Normal School had two people for the same position. And one week into the school term, Julia was removed from her position at the school. The community responded. Sixty prominent Mankato residents signed a petition to reinstate Julia, and 41 students walked out of classes in what has been called the Sears Rebellion. Oh, cool. Unfortunately for Julia, these voices were ignored by the state board, who refused to budge. So Julia left Mankato in September of 1873. And that was her short little window of, of having time at the man, at, at MSU, at the normal school. Um, later, she accepted a position at one of, one of the first faculty members, not just one of the first female faculty members, one of the first faculty members of the Peabody State Normal College, which is now a branch of Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee. She taught mathematics there for 32 years until she retired in 1907. At her death in 1929, the Peabody campus newspaper said, her precision, her accuracy, her fairness, her brilliant demonstrations, and above all, her ability to inspire the ambition of all those who taught became famous incidents of instruction at Peabody. This quote was inscribed on, a, on the wall of a newly constructed residence hall here in Mankato that was named in Julia's honor at Minnesota State University Mankato in 2015 and serves as a lasting reminder of the impact this woman had on our community. That is called the Julia Sears Residential Hall. Um, so upon taking the job, Julia became the first woman to hold such a position of power in co-educational institution of higher learning in the United States. Her leadership challenged traditional gender roles at state teachers' colleges, but led to controversy when the local school board replaced her with a man. So we kind of wow. talked about this a little bit before. In a previous podcast, we talked about Sarah Christie Stevens. Mm-hmm. She was um, the first Blue Earth County woman elected to public office as the school superintendent for the small country schools. 137 um, of them. 137 of them. But I also think it's worth repeating that Sarah was very instrumental in changes in education. Um, so this comes after the time when Julia Sears would have been leading and working working for the Mankato Normal School, but in the 1890s when Sarah Christie Stevens was working as a school superintendent in Blue Earth County. And during her term, which was a really short two years, 
Um, another, another woman in a small window of time can do a lot of great things. She encouraged students to attend more school days than was previously accepted. She said, no, you say that. I'm sorry. No, it's like, so, so we, we know of it today. Like the kids need to go to school for five days. And back then, um, it probably was permitted that you could go for three days and it would be okay. Because you had to work at home mm-hmm. on the farm or whatever. Right. So you're okay. Right. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. That's exactly I'm like. Don't you just have to go to school? Like, yeah. that's what it is, obviously. But it was more optional because it, by this point in time, it's going to be there. There are going to be um, support taxes mm-hmm. to help pay for the okay. teachers. But even at this time, it's still pretty optional. Gotcha. And you remember, most of these kids are only going up to the eighth grade, oh. if even that. I didn't even think about that part. I yeah. just assumed you went through, up until you... We're old enough to graduate, I guess. But right. Okay. Right. No. Right. So lots of things are different in education at this time. So she encouraged those students to not just do the bare minimum, but to attend more days of school. Right. Give, take in as much as they possibly could. They took, she set up more vigorous courses for potential teachers, enabling them to gain further knowledge. She held meetings with school trustees and teachers and parents to in, discuss improvements to their school buildings, not just leaving it all on the school superintendent. She championed the idea of free textbooks for every student because there was a huge discrepancy between the rich and the poor students on who could have textbooks. And she also um, she also made sure that a local physician was checking the students' eyes regularly um, so that you weren't having any kids with other things that were mm-hmm. holding them back from really succeeding. She introduced examinations to ensure that students thoroughly understood their subjects and all of these things that are things that, like we've just said, we take them for granted today. Like, isn't that just what it's supposed to be? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but at this time, it was groundbreaking for 1890. I mean, the eye check, the scoliosis check, it's like, <laughs> that's what you do. Exactly. Exactly. But all of these things were just um, groundbreaking for 1890. Really incredible. Really incredible. So, I mean, th- I think today this was a really fun program to explore um, how these different women just shaped local um, education from Sarah Jane Hanna, um, who shaped our community by leading the first school here to be built, to be run in 1863 as our first school teacher, Julia Sears, the first of many women to have leadership roles in higher education. But she really goes down in the record books as the first pretty incredible there's so much in all the podcasts the last three that we've done now with these women who are just like you talk about you'd love to have sit down and have dinner mm-hmm. with them like they've been so strong and like they're, they're especially the quotes that came yeah. from um julia here mm-hmm. was just like yes i know and like you'd love to hear more about them and just meet them in person right. and just pick their brain on how they think things through and stuff. Exactly. And Julia goes down as really never acknowledging in all of the research that was ever done on her. And she never references her time in Mankato. Really? I think it was such a, um, a disappointing time, yeah. you know, to be to be given this this um, responsibility and then to have it just snagged away from you right and and even to know that the community was behind having her stay in that role but the the higher ups i mean didn't how see great it is it to know that the entire community backed you but yeah. at the end it, it sadly didn't matter didn't help it uh, didn't matter and then it didn't it took all the way till 2015 for minnesota state university mankato to do something in her right. honor right. Um, which grateful that they they've done it um and so you can also learn a little bit more about her a little tiny bit more about her um if you visit the julia sears 
Rogers Residential Hall that's been named after her. So some really um, incredible women, groundbreaking things that these women did, and they did them right here in Blue Earth County. So we really hope that you enjoyed today's program. Um, All of the information we share today comes from the archives of the Blue Earth County Historical Society. And until next time, we hope you see the history that surrounds you. You've been listening to Surrounded by History, a podcast from the Blue Earth County Historical Society, produced by Radio Mankato. For more information on this and other topics, visit BlueEarthCountyHistory.com or stop by the Blue Earth County History Center at 424 Warren Street in Mankato. Thanks for listening to Surrounded by History. History.